Get inspired Monday and Friday right here on your favorite inspirational show. And don't forget about that Friday praise break. Get inspired through encouraging words, special guests, and the inspirational moment where you, the listener, get a chance to be on air. Sign up for the newsletter so you never miss an update. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Love Life Medicine Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Azuka. Vaccine. I'm Ciamara. Nice to see you guys today. And yes. here, or whatever, y'all know. <laughs> nice. I'm excited. It's the end of the week. Um, mm-hmm. How did your weeks go? It went well. I didn't do, mm-hmm. uh, I'm just kind of housekeeping. So I'm getting ready to go to Costa Rica for about a month. Yeah, and some nice. change. I'm going on. I'm leaving on Monday, um. So I'm just kind of getting all the stuff that like all my aunties want me to get. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure they can get that there, but yeah, whatever. We can always. See, rule, That's how it is. When you never tell people when you're coming. Yes, you never tell. Like we, we, <laughs> people, we don't tell anybody unless you it's show our mom up. or dad. Yeah, they'll be like, oh, don't do that. What about you, Max? <laughs> We're doing good. good. Everyone's feeling better. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling better. Good, 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 mm-hmm. good. Good. How's you how are you guys dealing with the um when did the the Rob Elementary School shooting happen? Was it on Tuesday? Mm-hmm. You're right. It was Tuesday. Cause I was gonna post and it was just too much. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. mental was like I, I can only imagine, you know, you, you empathize with the parents, the yeah. children, the I just, I was at work. It's horrible. I was just like, I was like, thank God it was towards the end of my shift because I needed a mental, like, this whole week has just been, it's been sad. Yeah. I just, when it comes to oh, kids, mm. you know, you just think about your own kids. You know, you take your mm-hmm. kid to school, drop them off thinking, oh, I'll see you later on. I tell my son every time I drop him off, oh, mommy will be here to, mommy or daddy will be here to pick you up. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. supposed to be the safe space. Like, I'm supposed to be able to go to work and know my kid's going to be safe. Mm-hmm. And it's just, so it's just. Anyway, other than that, the week was good. So today, what we have to talk about for healthy hot topics, we're going to talk about STDs. Um, And I think it's perfect because of what's going on in the news. I think when this comes out, it'll be June. Mm -hmm. So June is Men's Health Month, right? Mm -hmm. So we decided to talk about STDs and the rise of STDs over the past decade, actually. Um, And then I wanted to discuss monkeypox. Because mm-hmm. monkeypox is a disease that I've heard of before. It's in the news right now, gaining heavy media attention. And it has been described as being maybe being sexually transmitted and maybe um, being sexually transmitted in the UK. Um, I think with all the COVID stuff right now, it's like, oh, God, another disease that's, you know, you know, a scary disease. You see all the pictures in the media, another disease that's on deck. But I want, before we go into what monkeypox is and, you know, this, you know, the symptoms, treatment, stuff like that, how scared we should all be. I want to discuss the media attention of monkeypox and how you guys feel about it. I have a lot of concerns. It's very frustrating. Even on our side, the CDC website pissed me off today. Um, but I want to know your thoughts, weigh in on how you think, how you feel about the media coverage. I like, think, uh, this from the studying medicine, whenever I study any type of disease, I always go back to like the CDC, NIH, all that stuff like that. So 
the first place I always go to is the CDC because usually they have like, um, you know, really like straight like bullet point facts. Mm-hmm. I just was kind of disappointed in the the information that they gave out for monkeypox because it just felt seemed very biased. And before they even told me what it was, they were just saying, oh, it's in Africa uh, and all of this stuff. It's like, thank you for telling me how like the virus kind of originated, which I, I do appreciate that, right? Like, I want to know how it originated. How did it go from animal to human? I like that. But before all the necessary information, I want to know, like, how can I get it? Is there a vaccine? Is there treatment? They just kept talking about um, how people in Africa have it. So I just felt like that was very biased. And it let me, I mean, obviously we know that medicine, there's biases in medicine, but it's like, it's clear if you have a national website, you know, that people really do lean on for information and you're not really giving information. You're just kind of spreading fear because at that point, if I wasn't educated, I would be very fearful. I'm going to be honest. Like, oh, you're going to Africa? It doesn't matter what country, mm-hmm, right? Exactly. They didn't say the region. region. At least exactly. I, not from what I read. Um, oh, yeah. Other sites I read, um, or they say they originated in Congo or stuff like yeah. that. But still, like, I, I was kind of disappointed because I had to really mm-hmm. search. And I felt like Wikipedia told me more than CDC. And then I had to back it up with other stuff, you know? That is interesting because, you know... Normally, you don't see as much when you think about like dermatological diseases. You don't see a lot of representation yes. when it comes to black and brown yeah. kids. Like, but when it was monkeypox, it was like that's all I saw. I'm like, wow! Like, yeah. all of a sudden now we we can see this and how it looks in black and brown, you know, people, yeah. but not other things. So that was very like, yeah. oh, okay. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I do agree. Like, especially over the media and like just. It's just been, seems like that's been the sole focus, right? And so that, and yeah. it's been one-sided and biased as, you, as you're, you know, saying. So that really was like, it kind of made me feel a certain type of way. I'm not an anti-media person. Like, I like to be informed. Yeah. But I think they, they are, for lack of a better word, slick about how they do it, right? So when you go to the CD, CDC website, they eventually talk about how it's been, you know, isolated in the UK with, individuals that have had no known travel, right? Mm-hmm. But when they first talk about it, they talk about how it originated in Africa. And again, they talk about Africa. Again, Africa's always talked about as if it's a country. Africa yeah. has like 50, 100 something like countries on the, it's a mm-hmm. continent, right? Mm-hmm. So we're in Africa, you know, yes, it's endemic in West Africa, endemic meaning it's out and pop- popular in that, those specific regions, right? Mm-hmm. But this outbreak has not really been associated with travel to any of these African countries. Now, yes, in 2021 and like the early 2000s, it was associated with travel and also associated with people bringing animals in from like, I think Ghana and maybe Nigeria, but um, Mm -hmm. bringing those animals into the country and then people getting exposed to those things. But I agree. I was just very disappointed in the media coverage of monkeypox and like also the scare tactics. Like, yes, it's scary. I don't want monkeypox, but it's monkeypox is... You know, um, it's not as contagious as COVID. Um, and it, it's kind of hard to get, you know, it's, um, I just don't like the fear mongering. Okay. But you should, obviously you should be careful. You should protect mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just feel like the facts should be, the media kind of makes people, first of all, want to be scared. And then they make it, you know, you have to be careful how you 
portray things because then you have people being scared of like West Africans and Africans and they're like, oh, they have they brought monkeypox into this country just like they did with COVID. Yeah, you know, yeah. Chinese mm-hmm. and Asian people brought COVID. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it, it creates division and um, and you know xenophobia. So mm-hmm. totally agree with that. Um, just a little bit about monkeypox. Um, so like we said, it's been found in 16 countries according to the WHO. You have to be really, really close and have prolonged contact with the individual, right? So you have to like exchange body fluids. What scared me was the respiratory droplets part because you know that's how COVID is spread through respiratory droplets. But they have to be entirely big respiratory droplets. So you have to be kind of very close and for a long time. It's not like very easily transmissible. Um, it starts with like fevers, flu, headache, and then like a one to two, three, one to three days later, you develop the rash and the postules that everybody's showing in black skin, the pox. Um, and then the pox also, when they're scabbed, they can still be contagious too when they're scabbed over. So a little, why I wanted to talk about monkeypox and STDs is because they are finding that it can be sexually transmitted, that people are getting these pox in their groin area and anal area and anal region. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's important to know. And they can look like herpes, they can look like other things. So I think it's important to be aware, to be careful, use barrier methods for contraception, like condoms. Abs that are on the pox, if you were scratching them, they can become like, I guess they made it seem like they could become aerosolized and you can still catch it. So it's not until the scab falls off yeah. that it's no longer yeah, transmissible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how it can be con- um, yes, through exactly, contact too. Exactly. That's what they're saying. That is yeah. So that and and that's what made me realize that like that's how little kids yeah. can get it too because they're probably scratching like you know because mm-hmm. they don't talk about it like that like okay exactly. little kids can exactly. get it exactly if you think about the way it's transmissible you can understand how it can be trans trans it's so many ways through, through different populations yeah yes you know it's it's not um, did you guys talk about what they said contaminated bedding and clothing yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Cause I was like, oh my goodness, this thing can just any, there's so many different ways. But you, but contam, contaminated bedding makes sense because when I'm thinking, I'm, I'm not thinking about grown people, right? I'm thinking mm-hmm. about kids because all the pictures I saw mm-hmm. were little mm-hmm. kids. So usually, I know when I was little, not usually like you're sleeping yeah. in bed with mm-hmm, somebody, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. then these are mm-hmm. scratching. It's getting on the sheets. The bedding yes. gets yeah, like yeah. sheets and it's like getting all wet. So I was like, that makes sense because they're saying like, you know, gay men or bisexual men, but I'm like, but all I see are pictures of African kids. So that's why I it it clicked for me when I saw the contaminated bedding. I was mm-hmm. like, that makes more mm-hmm. sense for me. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that one was like, I, I don't know if I started thinking about hotels and having to bring my own sheets and stuff. Mm. Um, you know, I, <laughs> kinda, I do that sometimes right now. Even yes. More. Yes. Yeah. I just need my own yeah. pillows, my own pillowcases, sheets, towels. But then and I take like, like, like a, a spray. I also yes, take like the sprays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. do take the spray. Uh-huh. I spray the foam. I, like the I spray everything. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so how do you treat monkeypox. I heard somebody say that the death rate was like 10%. And I was like, that seems like really high. The death rate or the mortality rate, mortality means death, mm-hmm. um, is what I, the stuff I found has been 1%. Did you guys find anything higher than 1%? Mm-hmm. 
you know. So let's take a turn a little bit just to talk about other STDs because apparently I thought STDs were on the rise because of COVID, but apparently STDs have been on the rise for the past like decade. Um, yes. Syphilis. Yes. Sorry, well, go ahead. I did, but I did read, I did also read it was because of COVID, but not because of COVID, but more so because uh, like the public health officials that would be working mm-hmm. on prevention had to be taken off of um, their mission, I guess, or their job of um, education and making sure that people understand how to prevent uh, STDs to now combat yep. COVID-19. So um, that is what I read at that. And then I also read it the fact that, um, um, well, the lack of publicly funded um, agencies that would give out materials or contraceptions or um, provide, uh, you know, public health things or education for uh, STDs that mm-hmm. has decreased over the um, past couple of years as well. And since that has decreased, like government funding, um, they've noticed that also that is in a, in, in a rise. On the rise. Yeah. STDs are on a rise and, um, in the population. So it's not just like people are just having sex all willingly and they don't care. Access to screening, access to going to the doctor, having stuff like that, yes. Um, I think at the beginning of COVID, they said they went down a little just because people were scared, everybody was quarantining and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. But then once people were let out of the gates again, then they went back up and it's been going up. Um, Some of the STDs that I found, primary and secondary uh, secondary syphilis, congenital syphilis, which is unfortunate, chlamydia, Mm -hmm. gonorrhea, those have all been going up. And again, like CEO said, yes, due to screening, access to healthcare, access to um, clinics, stuff like that. What else did you guys find? I'm going to talk about all the STDs, but I did find when I looked up STDs on the rise, they really only concentrated on chlamydia, gonorrhea, mm-hmm. and syphilis because those are And on I'm the saying rise. when they're on the rise, like 100 and I've seen um, like 176%, 200%, like they are. Yeah, yes. yes. Yes, so the, I I noticed that when I was looking up, they really only concentrated yeah. on those as opposed to when you go to Planned Parenthood, which I like. I love that site, Planned Parenthood, because they, um, PlannedParenthood.org, they do educate you on all the STDs, but when you look up what's on the rise, they literally um, zero in on those three. Yeah. So. Um, what I what was concerning was the congenital syphilis because usually I, I I could be wrong but I think a lot of it also has to do with um, pregnant women's access to prenatal health care because usually they test for syphilis if you're pregnant congenital syphilis is horrible you end up with mental delays visual problems um, other disability like physical disabilities mm-hmm. so or the the baby doesn't even make it um, and you know passes away so. Um, I just thought that this was all really like troubling, you know? Yeah, it is. Um, and it, yeah. It's actually yeah. interesting because working in the ED, like I see yeah. a lot of people who have not gotten prenatal care and it's, wow. you wouldn't think, yeah, there are so many people that are like in a second trimester coming to the ED for like ultrasound. They haven't had any sort of prenatal care and wow. it's, it's sad, you know? So why is that? Is it because they don't have access? Or? Yeah, lack of access and, you know, insurance, but insurance. they do have some, you know, governmental programs. I think Medicaid, yeah. when you're pregnant, does yeah. 
um, provide that. But it's lack of access, sometimes education, education. depending on that yeah, area. So I use that opportunity to educate women that I see, you know. It forms all like the women who don't have, once they go to the doctor or like the ED that are pregnant and they don't have any health care, they force them to get on Medicaid because of that very reason. I mean, yeah, for life. Well, um, uh, the other thing that I saw is that a lot of this stuff is preventable. Like, yeah, you know, uh, syphilis is a penicillin shot, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, gonorrhea and, and chlamydia are antibiotics Inbatics, that yeah. are like, you know, not very expensive. Yeah. You know, I, I also saw HPV and um, hep B that have vaccines, you know, yeah. so, and those can cause cancer. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. you know, um, I think it's really important. I don't want to take too much people's time with this, but um, first we talked about monkeypox. I think we've gone through that, but I think the important things to know about are syphilis, chlamydia, gonorrhea, and I'm missing one, HPV and hep C, HPV. hep B um, are all, they can all be sexually transmitted, right? Mm -hmm. um, they, they're tests for all of them, um, blood tests, urine tests, swabs, and they all have um, treatments or vaccines, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. um, if you just you go know. to your doctor, I know it's easier said than done, but just find some place that you can get yeah. tested, get yeah. treated, get the, the vaccine and help prevent some of these things. I will say about HPV, um, if you, um, for people who are single and dating or yeah. you're polyamorous or you have an open relationship, whatever your thing is, you can test negative for HPV, yeah. HPV, but still have it. So um, in our age range, I know a lot of us did not get vaccinated because when that vaccine came out- But I still we got vaccinated. 20, I was about yeah, 21. Yeah, I got it. All three. Yes. It is three. Was it three? Maybe that was that B. Like I, I, was I got a the teenager. I will say I will say that <laughs> people that were born in the late eighties, um, there's a lot of us that have not gotten mm -hmm. um vaccinated and then there's a there it's like really half and half actually. Yeah. Most of the like the huge big push yeah. is um were for people that were like they were pushing for like thirteen and fourteen year olds. Now they now they know Yeah. yeah. Say everybody, 40, even in your forties, it's not get the about so much yeah. HPV. It's about yeah. preventing cancer because even even yeah. um, I, I went to a talk about this at my um, OBGYN's clinic because they're like all you know new and cool and stuff. Because I want to know about all the HPVs and stuff because it was scaring me. Um, but they were saying mm -hmm. that you could still get HPV and and have the. And, and even if you were vaccinated, it's not about not getting HPV. It's about not getting the cancer that caused that's caused by it. So now they're really the just cancer. pushing. This is um, a cancer preventative, and not so much of you won't get the um, mm -hmm. you won't get the um, HPV. <laughs> get HPV. You can yeah. still get it, but we're really not trying to have people go have cervical cancer and having to go through those um, things. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Hey. Yes. Um, one more thing. I'm not sure if you guys mentioned, hmm. and especially with gonorrhea and chlamydia, because we see it a lot in the ED. And if one person gets treated, you have to make sure that your partner gets, gets treated, because some of them won't probably tell their partner. <laughs> and then if they go back into good. that relationship, then it didn't make any sense. So 
Yes, it's yeah. important for both parties to get treated. Yep. Yeah. That's even that's all um, of these, well, right? Well, HPV, a lot of people don't know that they. Not yeah, HPV. Yeah. I'm talking about like syphilis. Like syphilis. Yeah, yeah, syphilis. You know, yeah, gonorrhea, gonorrhea, gonorrhea yeah. trichomonas, trich, 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 trichomonas. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, another quick thing I didn't mention is I found that apparent apparently latex latex condoms have been proven to be effective. I guess they're the most effective, um, mm-hmm. and even especially against the smallest of um organisms so because i didn't mention condoms so that's a really good oh, yeah, yeah. prevention measure yeah, pre- mm-hmm. prevention take a little break and then we will come back and talk about another fun topic a lighter topic we're going to talk about dating yes dating, dating etiquette during the covid era like i was saying before um i try not to put all the onus on the man when you start doing that, you kind of um, uh, dismiss what you want or whatever. Um, so I really do ask them, like, oh, wh- what are your intentions? Not just with me, just like in, in terms of just dating or just even meeting in general. And usually say, this is what I would like. And usually I always say, like, um, I would like a long-term relationship that leads to marriage. Um, and then I also preface, I also say this, that does not mean I'm looking at you as... Mm-hmm like the person I want to marry because you know not everybody is going to be the perfect fit um you may not be the lid for my pot vice versa um and I started doing that a lot in COVID time, no not in COVID times started doing that a lot more after quarantine quarantine dating just seemed like very fleeting even though I know people met their husbands during quarantine but I felt like people were just really talking to people through Hinged yeah. and Tinder because they were bored, um, yeah, and, and and I'm I'm gonna be honest, I was one of those as well. Mm-hmm. It's just that with doing that, I realized that also got boring and tedious because mm-hmm. I may not be able to meet up with you because I was scared about getting COVID or anything. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I realized that like my meetings, my meetups had to be very intentional and just very meaningful. But really, when someone tells you what they want, and even if I tell you what I want, yeah, right? I'm not, yeah. not putting everything on the man. Like, if I say, oh, I don't really know. No, I know. I don't want to be yeah. with you. So like, yeah. if, you know, if, if I say, I think you're a great friend, it's because I truly friend and I don't see anything more, you know? Yeah. And then, um, so dating and me realize, like, my own intentions of what I also want and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's about it to answer that question, to kind of wrap that up really quickly. So, yeah. How has, I guess you kind of touched on this, but how has COVID changed how you dated prior to COVID? Like pre-COVID, like 2000, up to 2019 and now. Has it changed or is it the same? And is this changed because you're older now or is this changed because of COVID or both? Mm. For me, um, it really just changed the way I dated because I was ready to really solidify and really yeah, work on yeah. that part of my life, you know, work on the love. Life. I feel like my career, you know, very immigrants, my career, I have this, I have my education. Now I'm ready to work on this, which mm-hmm. you should the back burner, but I felt like I've, I put my personal, life to the side so now um that's the first thing i'm going to be working on as soon as yeah. i leave 
I wanted to ask you, how are you like now? I don't know. I feel like it depends on where you are. I feel like now with the restrictions up, you can kind of go out, but like, how are you meeting people? Like there are a bunch of apps I hear I'm hearing about this before it was like 10 no before. So first of all, when I was coming up, it was just eHarmony and Matchmaker. How has dating changed with all these apps and everything? Like, I feel mm. like when I think about it, it makes my brain frazzle, guys. The guy's profile legit said, I'm in a relationship. She's even on here with me, but I'm just looking at, for someone to have fun. Oh, girl, yeah. I was aghast. I'm just like, yeah. the type of like nonsense, how do you sift through that? How do you have the time? I'm not a patient person. So how do you navigate it all? Okay, so I am on a lot of apps, okay? But Hinged, I use a lot more because like I said, I'd be matching with them, but I really feel like talking, like saying anything at the time. I really use it like, honestly, I give myself about 10 to 20 minutes right before bed. And okay. that's when I use it. So I'm not like always checking the app. So I'm a yeah. very lazy apper, but I do, I do realize that like, especially if I, I moved to a new city, I moved to my hometown. So, um, I'm there for a long time, not a short time. I'm, I'm there for a short time, not a long time. So me being there, I realize I can't break into, I don't really know there. So it's harder for me to break into the scene. So the apps mm -hmm. to me are very beneficial. Um, York, it was a combination. It was a combination of apps and going out, but more so I met most of the people that I like talked to by literally going out, like mm -hmm. going out to um, events and uh, first Fridays at the Brooklyn Museum, um, uh, everyday people, is it everyday? Yeah, everyday people events, like things like that. I really was going out. The apps though, they are difficult to navigate. Um, but one thing about the apps are people tell you right up front what they want. Uh, I also feel like regionally, there are people that really are looking to settle down. So, um, so far I lived in New York City, I lived in um, Philly, I lived in DC and I lived in Connecticut, but I was mostly in New York City and Connecticut. In Connecticut, it, it seems that people were really, really looking. I did have a lot of people that wanted to like really get or, you know, really have something long term. Now moving to Detroit, it's kind of the same. People are really looking to make connections. Um, that doesn't mean that they're all lead to marriage, but they're, they're looking more so for and not just like, oh, it's summertime, I want to take somebody. And it just links, yeah. right? And and yeah. I don't see anything wrong. I really don't see anything wrong with that because everyone has a. I just know that. I feel like it's a regional thing, and I'll say it for, for New York as well because a lot of people come, and they're focused on trying to be some like be something and go somewhere. Wanna be somebody. You know, like, so they're and trying you to wanna go somewhere. You better wake up and pay attention. So yeah, you just pay attention about the apps. And yes, um, like you said, they can be very frustrating. And sometimes you can get very impatient because like me, I'm a lazy apper. So I usually don't respond very quickly. I could, it, it could take me like days. 
And it's not because I'm trying mm-hmm. to play hide and get. It's not that. And that is not etiquette. That's not how you get somebody a, get a relationship off the apps. And relationships do work off the apps because my longest like I met him on Tinder. And mm-hmm. it wasn't like a, a, a sneaky link or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It truly was like a true relationship. So what just real quick before you wrap this up as far as etiquette is concerned how i like i know before maybe i don't know maybe through before covid during my day i feel like i feel like i'm talking like i was born in the 1800s but like you know you go out get a cup of coffee get dinner or whatever but like when covid happened where you just having like facetime dates and then once you're sure 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 then you have like the date date you know what I mean? Or like, is it still the same where you just go out and meet for coffee and then see how you like each other? Like, So I would say, for, okay, I'm gonna be honest now, like before, like before the world stopped, I felt like people were like, let's go out for coffee, let's talk. Now it's more like, let's FaceTime, let's yeah. have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And then if, if we seem like we vibe, then we'll go out on a date. I think there's a lot more of that than before because which is great because I would, um, before COVID, I remember I was on apps heavy and I would have a date like every week. Be like, oh, let's go out for coffee. Okay, let's go out for dinner. But you realize that the dinner is a just a lot of people are catching on. Men and yeah. women are like, let's FaceTime. And not because um, yes. like, it has nothing to do so much with looks, but so much so it's personality. Like, yeah. Personality and conversation. Right. So yeah. with etiquette wise, I think cool. a lot of people are like, Let's FaceTime. Let's have a conversation on the phone before we go out. I I will share one quick story. I was I was on the app. I was on Hinge. I met this guy off Bumble or Hinge. No, it was Bumble. And he was like, "Yo, we should really go out." And he was like, "Well, before we go out, I was like, we should have a conversation." Even though that man was a handsome man, I swear to you, um, he was the definition of Uncle Tom, and there was no way that we could match like like in person without getting into some type of like heated discussion not wow heated discussion and it was mm-hmm. like a mutual thing like we never talked to each other after that like mm-hmm. at all so it's good so, it saved you time it did save yeah. time but i think etiquette yeah. now is i want to talk to you on the phone yes our first time mm-hmm. period so yeah. so that's dating etiquette in the covid era i will tell you that I thank Jesus. I thank God. Because I don't think, I think if I didn't find my husband, I, find my husband, I would just be single for the rest of my life because I do not have the time, the patience. It's a lot. It's a lot. I know I'm sorry, but still, you know me. You know, I couldn't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I couldn't. I know I couldn't. I don't have, I'm not strong enough. Yeah, people uh-huh. were getting, I remember guys would get mad at you saying you were too much because you asked, like, do you want to be married? Which I think those are questions that need Well, to I mean, I, I don't know. I was, I don't know what it is about. I'm very, um, I'm goal-oriented in every action of what I want to do. I know what I want, mm-hmm. so I don't have mm-hmm. time to, like, I don't know. And then, you know, we're busy. You know, we were in medical school, so I don't have time. Like, I remember one time this guy would called me, and you know him, Seal. He called me, I think it was, like, 4 p.m., and I'm in Queens. And he called, he texted me at like, I, he went, he texted me at 4 p.m. And I'm in Queens. Oh, let's meet up in the city for for drinks at 6. I said, I need three. And this to this day, I'm like, this, I need thing. three days notice. I need three. No, I need three days notice. I need uh-huh. to prepare myself. I need to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Maybe that's, I don't know. That's why God knew. Because I just yeah. couldn't. I think last I'm rigid. minute, 
is unacceptable. Like, don't hit me up at four to meet you up at six. Yes, in the city, from Queens. Especially if it's a first time meeting. If 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 like not like a long term boyfriend or anything like that. Like me jumping up and getting is not going to happen. But you can hit me Mm -hmm. up at seven a.m. to tell me like, hey, let's go out at six. Because then I'm gonna be like, oh, okay. I because then I'm like mentally. Preparing. Well, at least that shows that you care too. Like you know. Yeah. 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 But like four four p.m. is like I'm an afterthought because you know yeah, black exactly. women care. Like I'm sorry, and not even black women, just being a woman. Just I'm a- not exactly, and forget my hair and makeup. I just I'm not trying to go to the city. No, it's just not happening. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not afterthought. <laughs> I need to be planned. Everything needs to be all thought. Can I say something? Uh-huh. I met my husband. I knew he was probably gonna be my husband was. He had our date planned out. I think we went out we went on November twenty seventh to the Rockettes. He had mm-hmm. everything planned out the week before. Nice. Like you know when somebody's interested on the day like he was like, Okay, let's there was no oh well the, like going back and let's forth. Do, yeah, do you yeah. like the, would you like to see the Rockettes? Yes, let's see the Rockettes. Okay, then after that we'll have dinner, then it's a boom. I didn't have to put like I just had to show up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this whole mm-hmm. oh, let's go or I just I just and again, maybe that's me and maybe that's, it is rigid of me. And maybe that's why God was like, if I don't give her somebody now, she's never going to, it's never going to happen mm-hmm. for her. Mm-hmm. So that's why mm-hmm. because I just, it's, it's a lot anyway. But I think the good thing about all this stuff is that I think you can be a lot of the stuff that, that was taboo when I was dating, like asking people, like, are you ready to settle down? Do you want like, and I, I didn't really ask that because I think you know, when you find somebody that you're ready to be with, it's kind of mutual. I think you said that about your husband and Maxine, that he told mm-hmm. you that he wanted to marry you. Like, this was not mm-hmm. for play play. This was like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For life. So, but I think now with COVID, I don't know if it's with COVID or just we're getting, the population is getting old, married older, that we're more mature and we just have, we're intentional. Like, I'm either dating for casual sex or I'm dating because I want, I'm dating you because I want you to be my life partner or whatever. You know what I mean? No, I think that's a good I thing. Do. That's that's the thing. Just be upfront about it. Yes, yes. And don't waste anyone's time. All right, we have one more segment. We're gonna talk about things. I think this is actually a good one for the listeners. Things that we do to make our lives easier. I've always, I remember I had one attending, pediatric attending, that always says that time is just as important, if not more important, than money. So he always did things that would save him time. Um, so next segment, we'll ca- talk, come back, and talk about. Some of the things that we do to help us use our time wiser or more wisely to spend with family stuff like that so we'll come back come right back and discuss all right so welcome back to our last segment where we discuss things that we do to make our lives easier I am a huge proponent. So is this considered soft life? I don't think it's really considered soft life. Mm-hmm. So Maxine, what are some of the things that you do? Maybe we talk mm-hmm. about work at work to make mm-hmm. to, so that you can free up your time. When it comes to work, we use scribes. That is something that now after having a scribe, I can't go back without one. Just not having it, yeah. No, like it makes my note taking process easier. Just seeing patients quicker, you know, just because yeah. I have someone also just taking notes and also learning to delegate as, you know, to other people to do tasks. I had to get out of that mind frame as a resident. Right, because you're used to doing everything as a resident. Everything, yeah. And then becoming in a like, I'm like, oh, I don't have to put that splint on. Like, yeah, I can ask the tech to do it. that. You know, yes. like, what? I don't yeah. gotta do that. You know, so that 
that first year of me being an attending, it was actually like a learning process and like learning, like, oh, I don't have to do all these things. What about you, CL? Work or just in your personal life, what things or companies or what do you do to make your life easier? So, less hectic? Um, I'm a sabbatical from work, but when I was working, it was actually hard for me to kind of uh, switch over and really, like she was saying, get 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 to that mentality and attending um, and really just starting to delegate the task at because I would legit do it all because mm -hmm. that is what I did. So I would be making copies. I would be calling the patients on their um, results. I would be uh, calling the insurance companies. Now I realize mm -hmm. that to be an effective um, writer, one thing that I really needed was a medical assistant is key. And um, next time, wherever I go, it's like I would want a medical assistant that can scribe for me as well. Like, because mm -hmm. I, I, at first I thought I was too much, but um, when you have, when you work for companies that do want you to produce and then also do be a good provider, you can't really be a if you're literally doing every task. So I definitely learned towards the end how to just. Uh, really delegate the menial tasks. I wonder a lot of this too, this thinking we have to do everything has to do with us being women and then black women on top of that. Um, I think we always are just, I don't know, sometimes I have to take a step back and be like, okay, my peers are not doing all this. I need to figure out a way to work smarter and not harder, right? So mm -hmm. I agree, like I've learned to be more of a, like, and another problem is I think that especially in the fields that we're in, we want everything to be just so, and we think we're the only ones that can make it just so. So it's an art to explain to somebody to do it and do it how you want it, right? But being able to delegate it so you're not doing everything and then being angry, because then I would be like angry because I'm stressed, mm -hmm. but then it's my fault I'm stressed and I'm trying to do everything. So um, I totally agree. Um, in our household, my husband and I have this, have and he have kind of decided the things that kind of we need to have done in order mm -hmm. to not be stressed and to be happy. And I think it's more my things than him. I think he could be happy wherever, but like I need a clean house. And instead of me cleaning it all the time, we decided we're gonna hire somebody that cleans. She cleans for us once a week. It makes me happy. We sacrifice other things so that we can pay her to just clean. Cause he knows that it makes me happy. It makes me less stressed. And it frees up time, right? So I'm not cleaning everything all the time. I have mm -hmm. time to do other mm -hmm. things. Um, we, it's so funny because I was talking to one of my colleagues about landscaping, like in our neighborhood is a lot of older people. So they're all outside mowing their lawns and mm -hmm. planting flowers and doing all this stuff. And it's like, it was winter and then spring and we have all these weeds. And in my head, mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, it, they make it look so easy. Like I was telling my mm -hmm. colleague, I was like, why, you know, I feel like we're bad people. Like our landscaping <laughs> doesn't look as good. She's like, you have a toddler, you have a little kid. These people, all your neighbors, and it's true, they all have grown kids or their kids are out of the house and they're all retired. So they all have time to like do that stuff. So what we do, and it may cost a little, it's probably more expensive than us doing it ourselves, but we hire somebody to come and maintain the property, do all that stuff. Time to spend with our son. We have time to do all our extracurricular stuff. I even went to the Indian restaurant the other day and bought rice because I was not trying to make rice. So if it, if it mm -hmm. will make lives a little bit easier, so I did see I do. Sometimes you don't have time to cook. If we're both working. You don't got huh? no Instacart. You don't got no Instacart. No, I need, I need to. Maybe I should buy one. I've never. But you oh, know, yeah. it's not just. It's just not boiling rice. rice. 
No, I right. can boil rice, but like, no, but not just boiling rice. Making like fried rice, jollof rice. You know, that's not just yeah, That's the whole thing. Yeah. Okay, okay. Sometimes. Yeah, it takes okay. a yeah. whole day. That's yeah. a whole day's thing, and that's nobody has time for that. Yeah. So, and we don't do it all the time. Like, we'll just get like fried rice or something, like a big pan of it yeah. and have it so that there's something for the week. I don't know. Those are little mm-hmm. things that we do. Yeah. And then again, CO, I'm with you. Once a month. It should, it should probably be more, but first of all, I don't like doing my nails and my hair. I hate it. I don't like doing it. I try to yeah. think of anything else but doing that, but I knew it has to be done because I have to look presentable. I for, it's forced. Once a month during my week off, I make all my appointments for the same day. I go get it done. So it's off the table. So. You know, one thing for me, it took me a while to get someone to come and clean. I don't know. I felt guilty. I don't know what it was. And I think for me too, it was probably, I think it was most of the perception that I thought other people would have of me. Yeah. Maybe being a mom and all those things. Eventually it was, it became too much, right? Because my my husband would help, but I wouldn't be happy with how he would do it. Right. Then it became a lot with, for me. Until I got the help and it made life much easier. Um, so I just had to get to a point where I was like, I don't care anymore. You know what I mean? Like whatever I can do with, if I have the, you know, the money to do it, why not? Or if I can sacrifice something else to get whatever, you know, I can get done, then I would just do that. My colleagues, he has a whole assistant. I was like, I want to be oh, where wow. you are. He has a whole yeah. assistant. <laughs> That's I was awesome. like, I used to, I want to be like, he's an orthopedic surgeon. He uh-huh. had his whole assistant call me. To, we're planning something. So his assistant called and his assistant's doing this, that. I even had an attending once that said that, like, if he has to go to a wedding or something, he has uh-huh. an assistant that goes and buys the presents or whatever it needs. Like, orthopedic surgeons actually have a high, very high divorce rate. So I think it's actually he smart did. of him to have yeah. an assistant because it lets him spend more time probably with his family. So I think yeah. it's actually, it's smart. I mean, if you mm-hmm. have the means to do it i think it, time is yeah. so you know as we get older we have kids our time is like so important mm-hmm. so if i don't have mm-hmm. to spend it cleaning the bathroom or cleaning this or cleaning that then why not you know yeah that's the end of this episode tell us what you think we're trying to make this better more shorter to the point fun and interactive so please dm us um llm podcast on instagram or email us at lovelifeandmedicine at gmail.com. You can individually contact us on Instagram. Go to our Facebook page, thing, leave comments, and please share, subscribe. We're on Spotify. We're on YouTube. We're on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spreaker. All right. Have a good night. Yeah. Bye, ladies. See y'all. Have fun in Costa Rica. Don't forget about us. Bye. Have a good If you or someone you know takes an opioid medication, getting Narcan and learning how to administer it could save a life in the case of an opioid overdose. Ongoing free Narcan training is available in Gwinnett, Newton, and Rockdale counties, and you'll receive a no-cost Narcan nasal spray kit when you attend. Click the banner or visit gnrhealth.com forward slash opioid to learn more. It only takes a little to lose a lot. 
Even when prescribed by a doctor, taking opioid pain medication can lead to an accidental overdose. Make sure your medication is safely stored. Consider keeping Narcan, an opioid overdose antidote, in your home and safely dispose of unused or unwanted medicines. Protect your family. Learn more at gnrhealth.com slash opioid. And thank you guys for tuning in to the Brothers to the Visionary News. Yeah. And what we have going on now, guys, is a website. You can now join us at TheRealistTheVisionary.com. That's right, TheRealistTheVisionary.com. What we really want you to do is to click that first tab on top that says Community Chat, make a username, and join our community chat. Drop nothing but knowledge. Facts. You guys can drop scriptures, news articles, and YouTube links, or pretty much anything pertaining to truth. So go ahead, check out the website, therealistthevisionary.com. Flood up our community chat, or rate, talk to us about anything, and check out the other features on our website. Live streams coming soon. Coming soon. Woo, woo, woo. So thank you guys. Go ahead. Check it out. Peace and blessings, everybody. The Realist. The Visionary. The Realist. The Visionary. The Realist. And The Visionary. The Realist, 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 Realist. And The Visionary. And this show is brought to you by StruggleLife.net Go get your new fits on StruggleLife.net Go grab them Vax Wars t-shirts and all that cool stuff On StruggleLife.net Word, my name is Tina And I am the realist And it's your boy Dutch the Visionary Yes, and thank you for tuning in to another episode Welcome new listeners We appreciate the love and the support Please do us a favor, follow us on TikTok and IG At the realist the visionary and go visit our website at www.therealistthevisionary.com check out all of our features hop in that community chat and show us some love check out our live stream check out our vlogs all right and please participate in the righteous speaks last week we asked you guys did you believe men or women had a higher level of emotional intelligence and we appreciate um philip for participating so we will play his response towards the end of the episode how you doing i'm doing all right yeah me too yeah did you have any news updates there has been some news as far as with the covid vaccines for infants and children oh yeah there's all kind of goofy stuff going on with the vaccine um let's see so let's see that's what updates in regards to the vaccine um florida's governor um he actually rallied against providing COVID-19 vaccines to young children, right? And then just a few weeks later after that, literally on a, in the New York Times, the FDA authorizes the Moderna and Pfizer COVID vaccines for youngest children. So they already had the vaccine for kids out there in the mix, but for like, I think it was like mostly kids above the ages of like 12. Mm-hmm. Now they got it. Um, for kids under the age of five for the babies. Mm-hmm. 
So um, it says a recommendation from the director of the Center of Disease Control, the CDC, uh, and prevention would be the final step before doses are rolled out for roughly 20 million children younger than five. And, you know, that that's very alarming because, you know, to me, it's like when you see that you got other politicians who are firmly standing against this and then Washington still wants to roll it out no matter what. You know, it's kind of it's kind of wicked. And then it says here um, that the regulators followed the recommendation of independent experts as an advisory panel who voted unanimously on Wednesday in favor of both vaccines. All Americans under other than the roughly 20 million children under five have had the option of protecting themselves against COVID-19 for months and are eligible for booster shots. All right. And it's still the Moderna is two doses vaccines for um, children ages six to five, six months to five years old, while Pfizer has three doses for children six months to four years old. So um, to put it all in a nutshell, though, you know, we just you know again, we don't recommend it. They claim in about 48 percent of Americans is vaccinated just about now. Um, I just think it's alarming because. Like, once you dose up them kids, right? Like, no one's thinking about the future, really, of what's bound to happen. I know I asked, like, I was on Clubhouse, like, two days ago, and I asked the little Clubhouse chat, like, what's, what's your opinion on what y'all think, like, the overall uh, final goal, final plan for the vaccine? Could we all say, oh, they're going to turn people into zombies, and we're going to do that. No, what do y'all really think they're going to do with it? Like, don't just flirt shit you've been hearing niggas say what you really think is going on and i feel like they're really planning for like uh the vaccine is going to make people not only zombify it's going to control them in another way once they push a certain button and then you know let's say that button doesn't get pressed right away let's say that button takes another 20 years to be pressed right so when you got people who are breeding with people who are vaccinated which is happening. You got niggas who are unvaccinated fucking on people who vaccinated, having babies with them, et cetera, et cetera. I think they're creating a new type of superhuman. You know what I mean? A new form of what a human is. It's like, you know, maybe that transhuman, as you as you would like to say, you know? And no one thinks about that. So I feel like they're trying to create a deeper monster here. You know, two vaccinated people, fully vaccinated, having a baby, baby come out. Fresh out the wound, that's going super nigga. You know what I mean? Like, what um, super tainted nigga? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't sit here and say superhuman. Like they're gonna have some type of powers. Not power, but it will be like a monster. <laughs> yeah, I think they're gonna be monsters. Um, and there are claims that in other countries they're actually forcing this vaccine on people. Like they're knocking down people's doors and making them take it. So. A lot of people don't want to connect this with the actual mark because we have broken down, you know, this coincides with the cryptocurrency or the digital currency that they're going to introduce that's going to connect to the body. Like it all kind of ties together. So it's kind of like stages. And um, y'all already saw who folded for this. Now it's kind of like a test. So that's why I feel like it's just like part one and part two. In, in my opinion, you know what I'm saying? Some things is just like a spiritual, you know, enlightenment or spiritual wisdom or understanding versus always trying to find something 
you know, in the good book or just trying to research, I do feel like there is some type of maniacal ego plan that will unfold to us very soon. And there is a reason, Um, you know, if we go by films, because we always like to reference films for what they are going to do, you know, they always show like some type of zombie apocalypse and because something happened we had released a x-file clip on our instagram last week you know and we actually might do an x-file series who knows that might be something new because that has a lot of good episodes where in the episode you know they discovered that the people were being taken over by like this alien dna thing in their system and they were like well that's just against you know, medical practices, medical law, how could they, you know, change our DNA? And then Shorty was like, unless we gave them permission. And how did you guys give permission? Through the vaccine. Exactly. So these are things to think about. These are not just like entertainment. No one even think about that alien shows. DNA. It's not for our entertainment. It really is just to show you what is to come. And like what if the vaccine was like Two or three different aliens, like like alien bloods, like being ejected into you. But we already saw the creatures, and when we say aliens for new people, like that really is just demons. Like is is one and the same. So we already saw the creepy crawlers under the microscope, you know, in the vials, the vaccine vials. So to me, they have the alien DNA. We already talked about the Lucifer rays, Lucifer's gene. We did an entire episode breaking that down. If you guys want to listen to it, I think it's called Lucifer's Gene. I believe so, where we kind of get into more detail about the actual ingredients in the vaccine and how their whole goal is just to erase Yahweh's name from your DNA because we're all encrypted with Yahweh's um, name, especially Hebrew people. You know what I mean? Well, the original people definitely have that. I don't know about everybody else because... You know, they're kind of a mixture of a whole bunch of other different things. But let's not dwell on that. Did you have any other updates about the kids and the DNA? So um, I think it's weird because it's like you said, two vaccinated people, when they have a baby, then they're trying to still give these people a vaccine. Yeah, like, yeah, like, it's, it's alarming because, like, the Florida governor, he's been the only one that's really not been jacking this shit since... The, since 2020 like even when the world was shutting down this nigga was like florida's wide open you remember seeing on the news you know what i mean yeah and um they could try and put the scare like oh covid numbers are rising and all this other stupid shit and then here we are like the shit is barely a thing but they still talk about it it's just it's just alarming i don't know to me it's just very alarming that people are still just keep right now currently falling for the okie doke you know, all you new graduates, I know half you niggas had to get vaccinated just to be walking the field. Y'all niggas are stupid. You know what I mean? So, like, it's just, so, it's just so alarming just to be around too many people at once, for my opinion. It's just because you just, not every, everyone's vaccinated. Everyone's vaxxed up. You can look at them and tell. Not everybody, but a good amount of people are just vaxxed up out here, you know? And, and for those who are unvaccinated, who do have, they, it's weird because, like, I see niggas are so back and forth, like, Oh, I'm unvaccinated. I don't fuck with none of that stupid shit. I don't fuck with shots. I don't fuck with none of that. But yet you dating or fucking them girls that's like vaccinated. You know what I mean? Like triple dosed up. What's y'all reasoning for that? 
Oh, I, oh, they, they know the excuse that they come with. Oh, I got something to get rid of that. Oh, I could, you know, oh, I don't care. I, I could, you know, I got, I know remedies. I, I could drink juices and I could cleanse myself so I don't won't be tainted with that. And I'm just like, yo, you really got to be a, a, a dickhead to really think that whatever little remedy you think you got in the house is going to, I will be a biochemical thing that's been injected into the next human being's bloodstream. You know what I mean? I don't know why people not putting that together. Anything that is transforming your DNA and has technology in it, like, why are y'all not connecting the dots? I'm sorry. Yeah. People always want to give excuses. I'm not giving excuses. I have family members who I love took it too, but I'm not giving excuses for their, like, like, their doom. Like, I'm bozos. not, you know, I'm not, I'm not I'm making excuses. Niggas, you bozos. <laughs> I'm not. I feel like a lot of people try to make excuses with it. And... I'm not embracing this whole uh, metaverse shit. I'm not. I'm not embracing like fucking oh, yeah. technology. They, they, they're begging for and people all this to embrace extra it. Stuff. I'm not. I'm not embracing that. You know what I'm saying? He's like, it's, um, it's here and it's gonna be here. I don't really care. Like, I'm not dumbing myself down. You know what I'm saying? I'm not merging with tech. I'm not trying to be um, like Terminator. <laughs> I'm. Not, you know like, what I'm saying? There's nothing more beautiful than real life. Like they have these new things out right now called. Uh, I guess it's not the Google glasses. It's some some other company made some glasses that niggas claim you could put them on and you see the world damn near in a whole other universe right in front of your eyes in reality. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not the Oculus. It's not. You no, know I'm saying it's some it's some shades that you put on. You know. Mm-hmm. And we've seen many many Black Mirror episodes like that. I think Black Mirror is actually making it come. It's coming back soon. Oh, is it really? Yeah, I oh. saw something about that. Black Mirror is Exciting. coming back. Exciting, great, but. A lot of people fear it's going to be very watered down because we people are coming to you know being getting woke a little too quick. But mm. in my opinion, I'm like they're not going to water shit I down. I don't think so. It's going to be as raw as it is because they're probably going to do one about the vaccine and the virus. Right. It's going to be even more raw, in my opinion, only because um everyone is desensitized. Yeah. For the most part, so I tell them like even I tell I saw one of my coworkers. I'm like you know. Like I said, you see how like he called me and we talking about aliens and shit, and he like, man, you think that shit is real? I said, see, that's that's what desensitization that's what desensitization is right there, because they show you and you still questioning it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They 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 won, they won every battle. Now they could at this point they could tell the truth to our faces and we will still be in some people will still be in disbelief they've been did that you know black people if you don't know that you're hebrew or the chosen and you watch that series on amazon called um them then you're retarded they blatantly showed you you know they had two episodes called covenant how we broke yah's covenant and they break it down and we did do a show on that too if you're new here so just go to them i think that's what the episode is called where we actually talk about that entire series and break it down so like dutch said like they will blatantly tell you to your face the truth but because you're so desensitized and you think everything is fake and fictional you're never gonna accept it so like he said they can get super blatant and y'all just gonna like just go along with it yes most I can come down on his chariot right now be live news and people will still be questioning him this shit is real or not you know what I mean yeah like that's how that well they ain't gonna question yeah because every knee will bow yeah and, and everyone every tone yeah everything so at that point then you know it's real but you know and the ones that probably won't bow and confess will be the ones that's backed up because they're controlled by something else 
And yeah, it talks about like, you know, in these days that those are going to be sealed with the mark of the beast and those are going to be marked with him. So there will be, you know, you can feel the, the evil versus the good. You can the see the difference. The those who are marked with him, we out here moving way differently. Yeah. The energy levels is too, is too high. People notice it and they, they want to say something, right? Yeah. We witnessed it yesterday, right? Yeah. Like, you know, it's just our energy is just, it's, it's real. It's not, it's not, we don't have that vaxxed up enclosed uh shield that's embodied in us like everybody else do you niggas who wanted to feel so mentally protected to go outside with your stupid ass you feel me like you niggas are so dumb <laughs> and i'm telling you now the people who are trying to pretend that they're okay they're having health issues they just don't want to admit it a lot of people lot out of people there do are not having want to admit it uh who was it somebody recently um was telling me that a family member of theirs got the vaccine and now they're having lung problems after they got the booster i had a customer in my store who told me that the booster damn near took them out sent them to the hospital i've had co-workers for years for the open within the last two years that's told me that the first shot sent them to the hospital for five days so and these are real people. If y'all guys was to go to the Struggle Life Clothing TikTok and look at some of the videos, you might see a shitload of comments of people just confessing how I regret getting the vaccine and this is what has happened. These are real people in the news and these the news articles, whatever you see on Google, they're never going to show you and tell you these things, people. They never will. Real life people will tell you this. And that's the beauty about real life versus getting your news from the internet getting your news from tv and thinking whatever you see on that internet and on tv is real all right i question everything that comes through the box all right because in real life i don't get that same reaction in real life you hear it from the horse's mouth right ain't that what the phrase is yeah you gotta hear it from the horse's mouth yeah all right i'm not merging with technology i'm not accepting the metaverse and shout out to the people who are knocking them 5g towers down like i'm not i'm not with it you have to dumb it down like we want to talk about biblical times and doing things how y'all wants us to do a lot of the shit that we're doing now this is not what y'all wants us to do so you know that's just my take on that um you want to get into today's episode yeah all right this is episode 154 and the title of this show is called finding your purpose did you try to find that title? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> you had to find the purpose of the title. <laughs> finding your purpose. This episode is called Finding Your Purpose because I feel like in life, right about now, it is a struggle because people still, um, it don't matter how old they get, they still searching for their purpose. A lot of people will be in a late 20s, early 30s or even late 30s early 40s still saying i'm still searching for my life's purpose right now and you know and there's nothing wrong with that but that's what this episode is about you know helping you figure out what your purpose is i feel like in my early 20s i was able to hone in on what i felt like was my purposes after i met the realist i realized i had to allow y'all to guide me to not to but guide me through how to um embrace and physically do what my purpose is you know if i felt like that was my purpose yeah if that makes sense you know everything in life has a purpose right 
uh, nature, the trees have a purpose. They produce oxygen, you know, animals. There are certain animals that have a purpose to clean the land, to clean our drinking water. Right. Bugs have a purpose to, you know, clean out your soils, you know. Yeah, there's a balance. Right. right? Yah has a balance. Right. And man has definitely disrupted man always has the power to disrupt that balance which is the issue with man yeah Mm -hmm. but this show um was inspired by a recent events that happened i just want to share with this because i know some people since y'all actually got a chance to um see my dog some people still message us saying things and i don't want that to happen anymore um so i just kind of i guess wanted to share with you guys that um we lost our dog this week um and it had us thinking about life a lot you know like what's a dog's purpose like you know because everything has a purpose and as humans, you know, Yah definitely has a purpose for each and every one of us, whether it's for good or whether it's for evil. And some people can't accept that because maybe they might get like a, a short end of the stick. Mm-hmm. But we're all just, you know, sim players in Yah's world. <laughs> you know, he had an idea and a storyline for everybody. And some people, in my opinion, are just, you know, used to elevate other people in a sense. And some people might listen to this and um, they probably can't accept that. What? <laughs> that, you know, some other people are just honestly pawns for other people. Oh, yeah. The most high puts people in people's lives for, t- if you're, for temporary reasons, but for a reason is the overall conundrum. You know what I mean? The overall like that's the overall reason he puts you in that person's life for for a reason whether it be short-lived or long-lived it's for a reason you know whether you figure out what the reason is it's up to you whether they figured it out it's up to them or maybe y'all both figured it out and y'all do whatever it is that y'all supposed to excuse me that y'all supposed to do yeah you know i've that i've had different friends over the years and i feel like you know i don't regret any of my time spent with them because I feel like y'all put them in my life for a purpose to teach me different lessons of friendships and loyalty or just how to, you know, go about doing certain things and handling people, et cetera, et cetera. You know? So that's how I try to look at just everything in life. Same thing will come out to our dog that we lost. You know, he he served a great we didn't notice how much of a we knew how much of a purpose he served in our lives, but when it's gone, you really start to sit and understand the purpose that it served you know what i mean yeah because you know some hebrews or other people will speak out against dogs and i feel like they're just very ignorant like did you ever own a dog like have you ever like had a spiritual connection with an animal because dog owners could attest to this that they're they have a personality and the love that they give is just unconditional yeah like like you want something that's never gonna <laughs> like the niggas would be like oh i go have a kid like yo that kid gonna violate you one day maybe <laughs> you know what i mean this nigga's kids who will kill him one day you know like that dog ain't you know 
No, for real, like that dog. Not that dog would never. The dog would never talk back to you. Dog it don't matter dog. what you do if you scold your dog. That dog is always still gonna come back and show you love. Now, I'm not talking about the abusers because there are people who abuse the animals, animals, and that dog will try to kill them niggas in a given moment. <laughs> Yeah, they're just very. But that's scared. an angry dog, though, right? Yeah, that's that's kind of different. But like, if a dog is brought up, I guess the right way, you know that that love is very unconditional, mm-hmm. and their life does serve a purpose. There was a movie that they put out years ago called A Dog's Purpose. I couldn't get through that movie. Yeah, that movie is very deep. It's very um, touching to me because you do feel like that connection with your animal, you know. Um, my dog cared so much about me that if I was upset and these last days have been rough for us, um, he would just, you know, comfort. That's, that's just how he was. He didn't, he didn't want me to be upset. Mm -hmm. And I apologize guys, cause this, this is going to be, um, an emotional episode. It's okay, babe. It's okay, babe. Yeah, the realest you know, when you when you had a dog that been with you since you know, since it was a puppy for the beginning of its life, you know what I mean? And it's been with you for nine almost almost a decade, you know, it hurts. You know, it really does. But her dog served a, a great purpose. Like she said every time every, the dog would he'll put her first automatically. It don't care if he was in pain, he'll stop what he was doing. To make sure that she was good, he'll comfort her before, even if no matter how much pain he was in. Like, if he was here right now, he could be in so much pain. If he heard her crying, he would gather up whatever little bit of strength he had to comfort her. All right, you don't find animals like that anywhere. It's very rare you find a dog that understands when a human is sad, happy depressed whatever the dog could share the emotion with you even there's been times when i was i was fucked up like just stomach was hurting i had a bad stomach virus and i was in the bathroom going crazy hurting and the dog came in the bathroom to make sure like almost like a a friend that comes patting your back like hey man you okay yeah you you know you good i'm gonna sit right here and hold your hair for you (laughs) you know like that that's the kind of dog she had you know and then he always just wanted to play nonstop, and um even when we would argue, he would do things to stop us from arguing. He had a little toy. He would just keep squeaking it, squeaking it as loud as he can. And that was his way of getting us to stop arguing. And it was amazing because we'll be, we'll be fussing and we'll look at him and be like, what? Stop, stop with the toy. But him doing that stopped us from arguing. Like we just, no, we're like, all right, fuck it. Fuck the argument. You know what I mean? The dog wants our attention now. And... You know, like again, I was saying all that to just bring back that these things serve a purpose. So we don't want no, don't be out here thinking ignorantly that animals are just animals. Like, nah, that's the reason why there's people on Instagram right now who has these deep connections with like this is a guy, a black guy who has a like two pet squirrels. And it's amazing to see his connection that he has with his squirrels, how they understand him. People some people never had that opportunity to experience that. Even when um when Mike Tyson and his pigeon coop, you know? He shows the connection of the of the the pigeons. Like, there's a reason why they have these pigeon pigeon man. You remember in Hey Arnold, they had the pigeon man. 
Yeah, it remind me of you know the New York City rap man. If y'all from New York, or maybe the, if people who ever visit, if you're visiting, you're this you guy with colorful rats. Yeah, this nigga has a pink rat and a whole a bunch of rats one, on yeah. him. It's really disgusting, but he has a control a con- over them, a connection, a connection with, them. with them. All right, it's deep, but it's not control. It's a connection that he has with these animals. Um, same thing. You see people with their birds on Instagram. Birds is real popular on Instagram. People with their parrots. They have a connection with their parrots. These people, these owners, I could tell are very emotionally attached to their animals. Like you could tell they will fucking lose their mind if something was to happen to they to they pet you know what i'm saying they just and they tell people like don't take my videos of my pet this is my personal this is my pet you know what i mean so either way um life has a purpose life everything that has life that could breathe that has a heart that the most high place here is not some genetically modified thing you know what i mean from that was tapped with science Everything in life has a purpose. It serves a purpose from the plants that you have, from the soil on that you walk on, from the birds that fly in the sky to the bug that you might catch in your house. Everything is serving a purpose, right? Like even right now, I have a fish tank, and I mean, now to the realist, oh, you're keeping the fish captive. You're not serving. You know, they're not serving their full purpose. You know what I'm saying? But who knows? From you no, know, in my back of my mind, they probably would have been eaten in a, in a while by now. But they're not going to get eaten. They're going to live a couple years with me, you know, and they have a little personality. They when they see us, they come, they pull up on us in the tank. You know, they they're not too afraid of us. They come just do their little stupid fish look, but they come to you, you know. So, um, yeah, man, you know, like I said, everything serves everything serves a purpose. My dogs are therapeutic. There's people out there who literally um, dogs and cats, both. They they have dogs, so they have to go get certified to go bring that dog to. A hospital which I think it was you that was telling me and they and they they trained the dogs I think mean, I think my mom was telling me that they trained the dog to show that kind of emotion to most humans where service animals service animals they'll bring the dog to the hospital let's say there's a little girl who's dying from cancer or whatever that what the dog would do he'll come put his head on the girl's lap and let the girls just rub him for hours the dog would just lay there with them in the bed and lick them and show them all this emotion and just and could the dog know something's wrong you know what I mean? Like, that's a different kind of love. Even with elephants. Elef- there was a story that, that was on the news, and I believe it, of this woman in, in India who killed this mother's elephant's calf. And it was a wild elephant. I guess that lady died. That, for somehow, some way, that elephant found where that lady died at. And that lady, that, they said the elephant trampled, trampled her funeral, trampled her grave. Her guts came out. Like that elephant stumped the shot of her. And this was this story was all over the news. People thought it was a joke and everything. They made little memes like the interview of they had like a, a meme picture of Oprah sitting down with the elephant asking the elephant, so you went back to like what happened? How'd you go back to the funeral? How'd you find it? You know, cause some people couldn't believe it, but when other people who live out there was telling the story, they was kept saying, Hey, that elef- elephants had the you no know, the phrase of Oh, they got the memory of an elephant. Yeah, elephants yeah, never yeah. forget. Yeah, like you have to think about these things. Like my, my one of my life goals on my bucket list before I leave this 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 realm is to touch one. I want to touch an elephant. You know what I mean? I want to ride one. I want to pick me up if it could. I want to physically feel an elephant. You know what I mean? And I think they're just the most beautiful, gentle giants that this planet has to offer at the moment. And it's because of that, though, because of the, the fact that they have these memories that they say they do and that they, they're so smart. You know, we, a lot of the things that humans do, we, we took from animals. 
It only takes a little to lose a lot. Even when prescribed by a doctor, taking opioid pain medication can lead to an accidental overdose. Make sure your medication is safely stored. Consider keeping Narcan, an opioid overdose antidote, in your home and safely dispose of unused or unwanted medicines. Protect your family. Learn more at gnrhealth.com slash opioid. You know, even even the concept of flying, niggas ain't just think, oh, I'm trying to get in the air. They, nigga, they studied birds for a long time before they figured out how to fly. Yeah. You, you, you understand? So when you, when you think about all that shit, you know, like, look, 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 we get like fast cars. People have fast cars. It wasn't because, oh, I want to go vroom, vroom. They looked at a fucking Jaguar and cheetahs running almost 80 miles per hour, figuring out how could we keep up. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? These animals outdid us a long time ago. We dumbed everything down and slowed everything down so we could keep up with it because we're the selfish ones. And that's another thing that brought us to to, to understanding how life is so precious because, you know, like with with dog owners or pet owners in general, you know, when when the animals get really, really, really sick and there's nothing we could do, you know, we have this, to me, it's having the power to uh to uh in life before y'all sees fit in my opinion but at the same time that you know that animal is, is suffering the realist says that you know that you know the most high doesn't want us to allow animals to suffer and i do believe that because um you know we even did ep- not episodes but even in the biblical uh stories and movies that they'll show it was always um, things that alluded to the sacrificing of an animal, a loved animal that that was you no know, within whatever compound that it was, but whoever human that owned it, that the human would not allow it to suffer. You know what I'm saying? The human would be hurt. That damn my my my, my mother cow who done gave me two, three, four cows and helped fed my family for years. This mother cow who I love so much is dying, and I can't. No fathom to keep seeing her hurt like this. So what they do, put it out of his misery and everything. But before they do it, they pray and tell Yah, yo, forgive me. This is I'm offering this to you, yada yada yada, because this is you no know, my animal who done served its purpose and in, in our life when I fed my family with milk and meat and everything. It's now going, you know. Yeah. So and I understood that. I'm like, all right, I never thought about that because the selfish side of me is like, no, you know, when God's ready for him, he'll 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 take him, but not understanding that this purpose, this this animal who serves such a great purpose in life is literally like is dying, suffering, is suffering. You know what I mean? And then my grandmother, she had to break down certain things to me and help me understand it way differently. This is all like realizations that's even still growing t- to this day. Like I'm not gonna like I'm, I know everything. You know, I, I've had um, my first dog pass away on me a couple of years ago. It was hard and. You know, I, I, part of me feels like I probably did let him suffer. I didn't, you know what I'm saying? But I couldn't fathom losing him, you know? My grandmother had to break down to me, you know, when I, when I had other family members that were suffering and the things that they went through. Like, I had an uncle who, he, you know, he had to get his leg amputated and he went through all kind of surgeries and all kind of stuff, you know, before he finally passed on. And he, he he suffered, but he 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 wanted to stay alive for for not for that because he was selfish. But he wanted to stay alive for his family though, because he had kids. You know, what I'm saying his mother, his nephew, me. He he had he had things around him that he knew he had a purpose to stay alive for, and he served the purpose in our lives, and we needed him alive as long as we needed him alive. But once God called him, that was it. 
but he served uh, his purpose for us you know saying in the best way ever and i feel like we don't start appreciating that until it's gone as humans we have to start appreciating things while it's alive you know I know a lot of people my age, I know we will say to things to people every now and then, like, yo, I'm going to give you your roses while you're here. I'm not going to wait till you're going to give you your roses. I'm going to tell you to your face while I'm seeing you right now that you're a great person. You're an amazing man. You're an amazing woman. You, you're beautiful. I'm going to tell you these things. I'm going to tell you why I fuck with you so much, you know? And we got to continue to do these things for, 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 for other human beings around us. And then, you know, when you see animals, show it love. You know what I mean? Like, nowadays, even with bugs nowadays, I try not to kill it unless it's just getting on my fucking nerves and I can't get rid of it. But I try to pick it outside, get the bug and throw it out the window if I could. Let the bug continue to serve its purpose that's supposed to serve in a while. Maybe that's just supposed to be some bird's food today. And maybe that's the only piece of food that the bird is going to get today because it's bad weather outside. You know what I'm saying? I think about the little, little, little things. That's where my mind goes. So... I'm sorry, I've just been rambling and chatting. No, you haven't been rambling. It's true. Like, every little thing serves a purpose. Like you said, um, that could have been the bird's food. That you bug just... that I was about to kill could have been that bird's food, the only piece of food that that bird had to give to the chicks today. You know what I mean? I think it's just interesting. Um, I wonder if our dog, you know, he got us here, and, and that was that was his, like, purpose, you know? His purpose was to stay with us this long till we got here, yeah, and, and help us keep it together until yeah. we got to this point, so we could appreciate each other more. Yeah, I feel like that too. That's literally what's been on my mind since that boy left us. Was like, because now our home it felt it felt empty. It for me and it felt complete. I feel like a me, a, me and her lost a little piece of us. I feel like me and her lost a little piece of our relationship. Almost, I didn't even realize how much the dog served such a great purpose in our relationship or as a as a as a whole yeah you know i'm i'm not i'm not i'm not making up making love to the dog you know what i mean but <laughs> i love this dog though you know what i mean like and i'm like i look at her and i'm like damn the dog ain't here and i'm looking at her and i'm like i love i love her but i, I love her and the dog <laughs> <laughs> like for me, 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 me getting with her was the package deal. I'm like, well, get with her, got the dog too. <laughs> That's how some guys think. Well, shit, what about the dog, man? I'm gonna miss that dog. You know how I many guys get, lose lose a girl that they love, and they're like, damn, yeah, I miss that dog <laughs> more than a girl. No disrespect, you know. But but nah, it really did help him, helped us, help me, like really love our relationship a little more and appreciate what me and her both have and everything so that again you know the life lessons that we're having here is you know appreciating life life is too short life is so precious it's such a delicate fragile thing and that's why i call my colder brand struggle life because i understood that aspect of life being so precious and fragile a long time ago when i lost my uncle you know so it, 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 it goes so quick you don't see it you'd be thinking you have time with that person that you've been neglecting so you whoever's listening you got a family member who you've been neglecting who might be sick you got an elderly that you ain't seen in years you need to give them a call you need to you know give them a holler facetime them don't keep making excuses because this shit is too short 
You know what I mean? It's too quick. It could be taken from you so quick. You could be alive right now, get into a car accident. Then what happens? You you might not you might be alive, but you're not gonna be that same person who's walking and laughing and hee hee ha ha with your peoples. Now you a nigga with fucked up legs and you can't walk. Now you in a wheelchair. Your whole life has changed, and now they don't look at you the same. You have to think about that Just shit. The blink of an eye. In the blink of an eye. I've, and I'm telling you by experience because I've had two or three associates of mine that happened to. It would be dudes who was coming to my parties. I was seeing them every other weekend. I ain't think nothing of it. And then my next party come, I'm expecting to see them. Oh, he got into an accident, bro. He, he ain't even the same dude no more. Nigga could barely talk. He could barely speak. This is the dude. I just took a picture with the dude a couple of weeks ago. That's how quick life goes. Either way, appreciate the little things in life. Appreciate the life. That's in front of you. You have kids, embrace your kids. If you have pets, embrace your pets. Kiss on them, love them. You know, elderly elders you ain't seen in a minute, call them, love them. Your moms, whoever, don't neglect your peoples. You know, because you will, you will be the first person pissed off, crying, sick if something was to happen to that person today, tomorrow, to that thing. You know what I mean? And you over here neglecting it. Yeah. And don't 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 be that person. At least with us, you know. Our boy, our dog, he 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 lived happy. He lived happy as days. He was happy as hell. That dog was never in a bad mood ever. That dog lived a great life. You know what I mean? A lot of animals don't get to live a great life. We see it on TV. The ASPCA ain't, ain't just for some bullshit. The ASPCA is because there's people out there who abuse the animals. I know people personally who really don't or ain't shit dog owners. I'm like, I will, I'm gonna take this nigga dog because he don't do shit for the dog. He got a little ass apartment, got the dog in the cage all day, dog sitting in the species and shit. That's not no no way for an animal to be living. You know what I'm saying? So again, you know, uh, uh, just do the right thing. Yeah, um, I didn't want to make it too much about you know what we were going through, but I did want everyone to kind of just like soak in. To the words that Dutch said and just, you know, think about life. Um, you know, it's not to be scared of death because that's promised it's to promised. everyone. You know, um, people who do evil and wickedness, yeah, they should be fearful because um they're gonna have, you know, an eternity of suffering. Um but just think about, you know, your life and the decisions that you make and try to, you know, pray and ask Shah what it is your purpose so that you could fulfill it. Right. Um, because just little things, you know, I don't know, anything that you're holding out on, like say if you wanted to like open up some type of like daycare and you're a righteous Hebrew person, you know how many people do wicked stuff in daycares. Your purpose could just be to protect those children or, you know, like I'm probably rambling, but just like, no, you're not rambling. This is very, this is real shit. Little things like that is really important. You know, um, but it's meant for you to open up that daycare protecting the kids because every other daycare in that area is wilding and it's meant for you to, and then whatever kids that do come, it's meant for you to have that daycare so you could connect this group of kids who's going to have a lifetime of friendship later on. Yeah. And that's how deep it goes from the little things to the big things. When we went to school, we didn't know where we was going. Some of us would be friends with some of the niggas we was in pre-K with. Some of us didn't know we would be friends with some people we went to high school where we didn't have some. We didn't have that choice of picking what schools we go to. Some of us, we just went to whatever school was in the hood, closest to our home that our parents could afford. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. But these people built a lifetime longer of lifetime long friendship. So if you're going to be the let's say you know daycare example, you're going to be responsible for the beginning stages of these kids opening their minds to lifelong friendships and opportunities and 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 things like that. Who wouldn't want that kind of power or influence? You know what I'm saying if I could open up a daycare these niggas is gonna be woke by the time they three <laughs> mommy don't put on Disney no more cause we don't watch that shit at the daycare <laughs> yeah you feel me yeah like at home oh your mom keeps fitting you to, oh we don't do the iPad at the daycare at the daycare we just we do we do different things and the kid come home want to do different shit yeah I mean <laughs> Just, just, just giving little examples of of why it's important for you know you guys don't take life, take it serious, but don't take it so lightly. Just you know, do do what it is that you find your purpose, find your soul purpose, and attack on it. If you don't know your purpose, figure it out. <laughs> and I, I wanted to give other examples um, of finding purpose because uh, it's different. It's different versions of this and people feel differently about it all kind of ways uh there was girls that i have met who felt like their purpose was to have all these babies by different men granted we could call them jezebels we could call them whatever whatever but when these girls started breaking down certain things i understood one girl broke down she felt like it was her purpose to have a baby by a particular guy that she got pregnant by because that nigga ended up having to do life in prison. This was her, his only kid that he got before he had to, before he did life in prison. Of course, if his family and everybody else love the hell out of this baby, whatever he's doing in prison, he's doing, but this baby's being well taken care of because that's his only child. So she felt like her purpose was to give birth to that kid. There's other girls out there, like I said, who have babies by four or five different dudes. Most of them girls, by the struggles in their life, the dudes probably ain't shit. They probably all over the place. Some of them probably in jail. Some of them probably dead or whatever the case might be. Or either way, their purpose they felt like was to have these men's kids because these men are no longer here on this earth. But at least they have their, 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 their seed is here. You understand? Yeah. So it's just little, it's the little things too like that that you have to take that, that counts in my opinion. There's women out there who used to feel like Oh, I didn't think I would ever have a baby until one random guy fucked with them one day and they got pregnant by him. And granted, he might not have been shit. He might have been whatever, whatever, whatever. But that woman was allowed to fulfill her purpose in having a, a child. Now she has a little bit of her out here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she doesn't regret having a baby. Even if the nigga is a, a broke ass crackhead nigga, whatever, whatever. That don't matter to her because she has a child that she loves and cares for. And she has a little piece of her because she never thinks she was going to be able to have a kid. You know, it it gets deeper and deeper as you start to try to appreciate life for what it is. And this is just my, this is my um, perception of life right now at this point for most people. So I could just appreciate whatever little things is going on. You know, and I'm not making excuses for people who ain't shit. And I'm saying that, oh, your purpose is just go nothing, bitches, all day and think you're serving the purpose. I mean, hey, if you're the type of nigga who think that's your job <laughs> to go nothing and woman who can't have a baby, then my nigga do you. But the problem <laughs> is, is when we talk about this, we have to be careful because it's not about what you want. If you're trying to at least serve Yah, it's never about what you want. It's not about what you want for your life. It's about what he wants for your life. And I just want to reiterate that. So, like, you can't just sit here and feel like, oh, this is what I want to do. 
um, because something that you might want to do might actually, you know, be unknowingly to you wicked or something that you really actually shouldn't be doing or could be a detriment to not only your life, but other people's lives. So when you try to seek out your purpose, you have to do that with Yah. Like you have to do that with Yah. It's not what feels right to you. Because a lot of people, they don't really know truth. People pretend that they do or say that they do, but they really don't really understand how this thing works as far as just like spiritual truth and understanding. And sometimes the things that we want out of life is not what, what Yah wants out of our life. And that's where you have to figure out the difference. Once you figure out that difference, then you will understand your true purpose because we're just vessels here. And if you want to serve, you know, yeah, then it's never about you. It's about what you can do to progress his kingdom. Do you feel like you know what your purpose is? Um, what do you have? You feel like you understood somewhere where you should be going along the lines I feel like that's okay to not have maybe that. I'm on the path to figuring that out. Um I know some people they just kinda say it. I I don't know, you know. If you don't know, it's fine. I don't know. You know, I, I feel like I'm not gonna say anything about, you know, our show or things like that. Cause I think people just do that because it sounds cool. <laughs> but um I feel like I'm still, you know, figuring it out. Um, I definitely know that me coming in to understanding that I'm a Hebrew woman and really, you know, understanding how evil this world is, you know, I definitely feel like that is on the path of me getting to where I need to be, you know, um, even with this show, like doing it. Um, but I don't feel like I've gotten there yet. And um, people who have discovered their life's purpose, they can say it with like confidence, like they know that this is what they're supposed to be doing. Um, and, you know, I guess I'm figuring out what about you? Um, oh, 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 as years went by, I truly, at least at this point in my life, feel like my life purpose is not only serve the most high Yah. But to continue to spread his message in different ways, the best way that I can. I feel like Yah has placed me in a position with my clothing brand, at least from, and I'm thinking about from early days when I first started out up to now, because I'm still going with it, that not the clothing brand wasn't my purpose, but the message is my purpose. And the way I am with people, just delicate with them and nice to people and, you know, just continue to do 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 like that if like it's my purpose in, in this realm that we live in to continue to open up opportunities for people that helps connect them to the next thing that they probably needed to get to just by me having something going on because that's that's a lot of that used to happen just because i had this one thing that i did it helped open a door for other people to spread and go the places they needed to go i feel like that was a part of my purpose, along with the clothing brand. You know, even yesterday, with me and the realtors had, you know, we stepped out for a little while, and um, it's just the little things. I had my Vax Wars T-shirt on, and 
two two white people comp- complimented one white guy one white girl complimented the shirt and they say yo no, that's a great shirt and in my mind it's just like you know all the things and distractions that's going on around here y'all that this shit stuck out to you hard enough for you to say something um for to, that, that your soul told you to say something because you ain't have to kept it to yourself but you said something i feel like the, it's the message so again i feel like my purpose is to continue to push Yah's message in in this matrix and everything continue to stick out the way we do. I feel like my purpose is also to be in your life and everything to help you do whatever. Maybe you know my purpose was to give you the life lessons that you was able to um, get throughout the years from me, whether it be good or bad. You know, um, and same thing with me. I mean, with you, I feel like my your purpose, at least with me. Because everybody has served a purpose with a different person. Not everybody's purpose is overall the same with everybody either. You have to keep that in mind. Like I could be, you know, I could be a struggle like Dutch and or whatever. The, Mr. the realist and the visionary you could be here and we serve a purpose with you guys. But outside of that, you know, I serve a purpose to my family in a whole nother way. You know, with my mom's, I'm the little handyman that got to come home every now and then and fix shit around the house. You know what I'm saying? That's my, no, that's beyond my purpose with her but that's one of my things you know same thing with some of y'all y'all might be fathers and mothers outside of you being um a construction worker or a nurse or whatever job that you do you know you mm-hmm. serve other purposes i feel like you know your purpose for me at least was to literally literally make sure that i did not go down the wrong path your purpose was to you know be y'all's voice and remind me that you know, there's a good woman. There's a good woman out there for you, and she's right here in your face, and you don't need to look no further. You know, mm-hmm. this is the woman that you need to be with forever. You know what I'm saying? If even if not, even if we don't stay together forever, this is the woman that you need to be with for this time in your life. You know, mm-hmm. I keep that in mind too. So, like I said, everybody serves a purpose in somebody's life, even if it's for a short period of time or a long period of time. It depends on where you want to place it. Um. So yeah, no, that's that's just where I'm at on, in regards to life purpose. You know, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm serving my purpose in this realm. And if y'all wants me to stop serving that kind of purpose, I feel like he will stop me and he'll take me other places of where I need to go with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the reason why we're down here. It's the reason why he pulled us from New York. You know what I mean? It's the reason why he allowed everything to happen the way he did. Nothing really felt forced. Because when I, would, when I would try to force things, it wouldn't go my way. I think the question that we should have for the people, uh, Righteous Speaks, of course, is, um, you know, what's your purpose? Do you feel like you know your purpose? And I feel like a lot of you should participate in that one. Um, and let us know if you feel like you found your purpose. If you're a mother, you feel like your purpose was to be an awesome mom, then hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Let us know what's your purpose. If you're a father, you feel like your purpose is to be an awesome father, let us know. If you're just a, a brother, and or you're just a guy who, you know, you probably played a great uncle, or you're probably the, the favorite friend amongst all your friends, and, you know, you're the guy who's spreading love and sharing wealth with your peoples, and you're helping out people all day long. I know a lot of women, they feel like, you know, as caregivers, their job is to, to help people. My grandmother, that's what she felt like her purpose was. I asked my grandmother the other day, what, should, what was your purpose on this, on this earth, mama? She said, to help people. Help and care for people. That's what my grandmother did all her life. Even now, to this day. Help and care for people. If she see, she'll see a homeless nigga on the street right now at 80 years old. She'll get that nigga 20 bucks. 
if he asked for it. You know what I mean? Still to this day. And I'm like, Mama, you got to stop doing this. Why? This is what, this is what God want me to do is what she'll say. This is what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, no, there ain't no harm coming towards me. Ain't nobody going to F with me. No. So, you know, let us know what your purpose is, people. You know what I mean? Let me, let me know if you have things in your life that serve a purpose for you. And what's the purpose? Maybe your child serves a big purpose. Maybe, maybe your child, a lot of people will tell me, yo, Dutch, you got, you got to go have a kid. I'm like, for what? So I'll be like, y'all niggas? Nah, man, it'll help, it'll, it'll help you, you know, find your purpose. It, having, having a kid will bring you into a different light and understanding life different, la, 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 la. They gave me all these little spiels. And I'm like, I believe it, you know? But that's not what y'all has intended for me. So that's not what's going to happen. He had that tenant for y'all because y'all had to get your life together. And, and that's what helped make y'all lives move a little on a better path. Gave you more motivation to do what you needed to do. Gave you more of a reasoning to have more responsibility. Y'all has me doing certain things that has me taking a great deal of responsibility that a lot of people couldn't handle. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Any, anything you want to say? I feel like I've been rambling. No. Um... I think that's a good question. I think, you know, everyone just needs to reflect, but just always, you know, don't put yourself in this. You really got to, you know, figure out what y'all want you to do to help somebody else, you know, or to be a voice for somebody else. You always have to look at it in that perspective because people always just kind of take what they want and they just kind of like run with that but that might not necessarily be the case but that's all I have um we're gonna play the righteous speaks from last week and um you know stay tuned for you know the month of July um you know we're gonna call that the summer of love month of love summer love Uh, we'll be, you know, dropping some really, you know, amazing episodes with some really amazing people. And, um, I really want you guys to stay tuned to that. And that's all I have. All right. All right, everybody. Peace out. Barakata. Barakata, folks. episode please leave us a review on itunes get inspired monday and friday right here on your favorite inspirational show and don't forget about that friday praise break get inspired through encouraging words special guests and the inspirational moment where you the listener get a chance to be on air audio jump